0: If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you.
1: Joy, peace, love is in the midst of this room on tonight. And God, right now in the name of Jesus, God, we lift up every storm victim. God, on tonight in the name of Jesus. God, everybody that does not have power, God, we speak, let there be light and there was light. And, God, we ask you to strengthen those, God, that are out, God, to bring the power to the homes, God. We thank you for keeping them safe, God. We thank you for watching over them. And, Father God, even concerning the flooding, God, we thank you that the water goes down in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you for everybody's safety on tonight and even throughout tomorrow, God. And we just thank you and praise you, God, for helping us, God, get through the aftermath of the storm and we just give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise on tonight and we thank you for our helper and our teacher which is the Holy Spirit and we thank you that he's here tonight to help us to teach us to reveal unto us and bring all things back to our remembrance and father I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I that live but it is Christ who lives in me in Jesus name amen hallelujah Hallelujah. We honor God. We're not going to have a test so we will just add to what we went over last time on the next test to come up on Tuesday. I'm going to go over briefly what we went over uh, last Tuesday when we were together. We talked about bless are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. So we know the ones that are thirsting that are hungry that are thirsty for righteousness they can be filled and those are the ones that seek God those are the ones that um, spend time with God and those are the ones that have a desire to do God's will that those are the ones that um, thirst after righteousness that hunger and thirst after righteousness and we know that when we do hunger and thirst after righteousness he's the one that fills us and how does he does this it is through his word We went over Psalms 107. Verse 9, it says, for he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. So we see that it is God who satisfied, who satisfied the thirsty and the hungry soul. And how that, um, that gets satisfied is through going into the word of God, spending time with God, taking the time to hear, to know, and understand the word of God. When you do that, nobody has to tell you how to live a righteous life. Because the more time you spend with him, you're developing your character in that area to be just like him. And that comes through being in the word of God, the word of life. It's so many people that say, you know, it's hard to be saved. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. So when you start doing things outside of the will of God and what God would have you to do, that's when it becomes hard. But when you live according to the word of God and the most important thing is to live a righteous life, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. He will give you the Holy Spirit to help you to live righteously. When we call on the Holy Spirit and we ask the Holy Spirit for help, he will come in and help us to do what what need to be done in any given situation. And when we talked about knowing him, we went over John 17, 3, where he said that this is eternal life to know him that means to um, be intimate with him to come into a relationship with him we talked about intimacy a little bit um, on how when you first develop your relationship when you Uh, coming together as boyfriend and girlfriend you begin to talk to one another you begin to know each other's voice you begin to know your dislikes and your likes. so you know how far to go with that person so the more time you spend with them it's like you know you you have a desire to be with them you have a longing and that's what it means to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness because the more time you spend with him your desire is to do his will you're not going to go outside of his will do we fall? down sometimes. do we fall short short yes we do that's why we have the Holy Spirit to get us back on the right right track so in a relationship you have that intimacy you have that coming together and and sometimes you say you know I long for that person I miss that person I can't do without that person y'all know what I'm talking about right y'all know when you have those relationships where the the man will drop you off home and they stay not even uh, five or ten minutes away, and all of a sudden, oh, I miss you. I couldn't wait to hear your voice. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Why is that not like that when it comes to God? Why is it not like that? You know, sometimes when we, like we're like we coming together now and we're hearing the word of God, and that word that we're hearing, we know that it's doing something to us on the inside first to that spirit man and once we leave out of here you know sometime when we go home we begin to remember or begin to meditate on what has been said and that gives us a desire and a longing to get into the word even more for ourselves. have you ever been there you're saying, man, I ain't heard that like that before. I got to go in there and I got to read that because that done something to me. I didn't see it that way. That's when you begin to get hungry. That's when you begin to get thirsty. That's when your soul began to connect with your spirit and then your body began to follow because you're going back into the word of truth for yourself. And that's how it was in Exodus 33:13. 13. This is what Moses was saying. If I found grace in your sight, He says, show me your way that I may know you. So Moses was saying, God, if I found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you. And that's what we should long for, just like Moses. God, I want to know your ways. I want to know your way of doing things. And when we know his way of doing things and we line up with his way, then we're living a righteous life. And we don't have to um, fake it to make it. We don't have to try to do it today and then don't live that way tomorrow. When we have that intimacy with him and we come into alignment with his word, that's just our lifestyle we don't want to just be right we want to do what we want to live right some people you know that you are righteous because of Jesus but in order for people to know that you are righteous because of him your life has to reflect who you are so you just don't want to be right you want to do what you want to live right because some people say you know I'm saved but their life is not reflecting who they really are so that's why we have to spend that time we also went over Philippians 3.10, and it was the same thing with Paul. Paul wanted to know him, and that's what we should do on a daily basis, get to know him. Also, we went over Psalms 42. This was David. In verse 1 and 2, he said, As the heart, which is the deer, panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? See, David had a longing. He had a thirst in, in his soul, and that's how it should be for us. And the way um, it gets that way for us is being into the word of God. The more you get into the word, you feel like, I can't live without it. I got to have more of that. I don't know about you, but with me, when I'm in, in the word of God, and you get in there so long, and you're before God, and you're asking the Holy Spirit to help you, to give you illumination and light, and once that light come on, I mean, there's an excitement, there's a joy, and you be like, I want more, I want more. God, give me more, give me more. And that's when you start desiring God's way and His way of doing things. And the more you tap into that, you know, at, at one time, I remember it was a time where me and my husband we would be going somewhere, and I would just get through studying. I would have my Bible, I would have my headphones speaking in tongues in the word and I guess my husband would say okay we going somewhere together and she bringing all this stuff so I look at him and say you don't mind do you <laughs> because it gets so good I mean it's just like okay I, I just got to hear that again and if I don't have all that with me I'm speaking in my heavenly language because you know when you're speaking in your heavenly language you're making a connection and when you're making that connection y'all know what I'm talking about it makes you feel so good on the inside and and the outside you are surround this began to change, and you feel like that you just up there in the heavenlies, and that's how we should be living. We should be living like we're in heaven here on earth. And the only way that you can do it is to tap in to all that he has given you. And the only way you can tap in is going into the word of God and knowing what you have. And the more you tap into that, your life is going to be living a righteous life. Nobody has to tell you what to do or how to do it. You already live in it. You already know not boasting or bragging, but that's just a normal lifestyle for you. So we look at two Psalms 63 one David was saying again God thou art my God now he was making this personal early will I seek thee my soul thirst for thee my flesh long for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is and David is like in a situation. And when you get in a situation and you can still have that longing and that desire for God, even though everything is torn from the flow up, you know that you're in a place with God that no matter what's going on around you, you still have that longing, you still have that desire to do the will of God. I'm telling you, when you, when you get to that place, you know you live in a righteous life because you ain't looking at what's going on over here or going on over there, but you trust in God, saying, God, you know, no matter what, Happens, I know you here for me. So you calling out um, to God, you seeking God, and this is what David was doing. Even in his time of trouble, he began to seek God. He had a longing, he had a desire, he had a hunger and a thirst for God. And that's where God wants us to be. And that's why He said, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled." That's a promise for God, and that's something that should happen on a daily basis. Amen. Now let's talk about the next one. The next one is blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Who are the merciful? The merciful are those that are full of compassion and pity towards those that are suffering from sin and sorrow. The merciful are those full of compassion and pity towards those that are suffering from sin and sorrow. Have you ever been around a person and that person haven't really said anything to you? But all of a sudden you have such a compassion that come out of you towards that person and you can just feel that compassion and that pity it's like a sorrows just like something that you have to do for this person you don't know what need to be done but you just feel like something need to be done that's showing that mercy that's showing that kindness that's showing that pity and that compassion that you have towards someone because of sin or sorrow um I was talking to someone today and they were sharing with me um this young man that had experienced um the death of his brother he found his brother dead and and as she was talking about it I mean the compassion and pity rose up in me for this little boy it's just like I could feel what he was going through and that's the compassion that comes from deep within because some people would hear things um, that go on with other people and you feel nothing but then when it happened in your house you you know that's when you go back and say I know how they felt But see, the compassion that God give us for others, when things are happening around us, that compassion should be coming up out of us, saying, what can I do? How can I help? That's how it's supposed to be. That's that mercy that he's talking about. And even dealing with um, how merciful that he was towards us when we were in our sin. That's how we should be towards others. And sometimes you wonder, why aren't some people not like other people? Because the more time you spend with God and the more time that you're in his presence, when you get in the presence of someone else that's going through, you begin to feel just how they feel. You begin to have mercy. You begin to have compassion. You begin to have pity. Why? Because it's coming from your spirit. It's coming from the inside to the outside. And then you begin to comfort them. You begin to encourage them through the word of God. You begin to help them do, you know, what they could not do. That's having mercy. In the Bible, go with me to Matthew 18, 23 through 35. Matthew 18 23 through 35 and I'll read a little bit of this and you can go back and you can go back over it and Matthew 18 it says therefore is the kingdom of heaven now before we get to that what Jesus was talking about I believe that um one of his disciples asked him about how many times shall he forgive that was Peter I believe Peter asked him how many times Um, Shall he forgive his brother? And he began to say 70 times 7. And then he began to give an illustration. So even dealing with mercy is dealing with forgiveness as well. He said, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which, which would take account of his servants. And this is what happened. This servant had owed this king a lot of money. And when the king came to get the money, he didn't have the money. So this king began to have mercy. He began to have compassion on him. So the same gentleman that he began to have mercy and compassion on, another person owed him some money. And it was not even as much as he owed that king. So he began to grab the man around his neck and he began to, um, you know, treat him harshly. So when the word got back to the king, how he done this man, then he let him know, did I not have pity on you? And this is how you should have done others. And this is what Jesus was saying. When I have shown you mercy, you should be able to show somebody else mercy. You should be able to have that compassion and pity for others that I had for you. What is happening to to Christian folks when he said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy? The problem is, if we're not spending time with him, if we're not really meditating on what he done for us, if we truly knew the love of God and how much he loved us, we should be able to love others. And if we're not loving others that way, it's because we do not know the love of God. We're not taking the time for our heart to be open towards God so we can experience that love and once we experience his love by being in relationship with him we can give somebody else that same love but if you're not spending that time with God when people are going through certain things sometimes we say let them go through they should go through they messed up you can't tell them nothing just let them go through that's that's very hateful right What if he allowed us to go through and the thing that he done was this is where forgiveness come in at and this is why Jesus was talking to um, his disciples and letting them know telling Peter he said, you should forgive them uh, as many times as it take to forgive them. So this is what he wants us to do when we're going through with someone and that person is still arrogant. That person is still doing what they want to do. We should still show that love and compassion towards that person. Why? Because Jesus forgave us for past, present and future sins. And in this day and time, we won't even forgive somebody for the little stuff. You know, we end up holding it to heart, and that's what the enemy wants. When you end up holding that in your heart and not forgiving, you cannot show that compassion and pity towards anyone else, and that's not how it should be. So he used this parable to let them know, just as I have forgiven you, you should also forgive them of their debt, and that's what we should do as Christians, and that's how people know how different you are. Some people tell me, how can you always take up for that person? And you know what they said, you know how wrong they are. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Sometimes I have to check my own head and say, God, is something wrong with me. Because I know what they've done. I know what they said. I've been to what they've done and what they said. But my heart is not yielding to what they've done or what they said. I love them outside of what they say. And some people say, sometimes, is something wrong with you? No, ain't nothing wrong with me. I just know Jesus. And the more that you know him, you don't look at the person. You always look to him. And as you look to him, he will come in and soften your heart and give you what it takes to love that person, regardless of how that person treats you. And I can say when I got demoted on my job, the man that took my position, he was my worst enemy. And this is the thing I never understood. I said, okay, God, I got demoted. That's 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 uh, don't look right. You know, I've been in this position forever and a day. And now you're going to put me up under a man that don't like me, a man that sabotaged me, that used people in the office that I helped get in the office. So the whole office is against me. And now you want me to be up under this very man. Yeah. Got up under the man, and y'all remember the story how I was telling you I was willing to help this man, but at first I was angry, and I became bitter, and they were asking me for money to give to my enemy, y'all, the one that took the position. And when the Lord spoke to me and said, bless those who curse you, love those who hate you, I gave it. Why? Because I'm going on him and not on me. See, we can't go on how we feel we have to go on what the spirit is saying for that time and that very same man that treated me the way he treated me he didn't end up staying there long but years later and i did forgive him years later he ended up right back at the hospital and i had called out there one day um to check on a a bill for my son and he said is this amanda And I'm like, in my mind, who want to know? But anyway, I say, yes, this is Amanda. He said, I need to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I'm on the phone thinking about what are you thanking me for? He said, I watch you on the broadcast, and I was at the verge of giving up. But through hearing that broadcast, I knew that God still had something for me, and it turned my life around, and I was about to give up on my job. Me and my son was about to get thrown out, but the message that you brought gave me hope, and I'm here to tell you they end up hiring me back at that hospital, and I want you to know it was all because of what I heard. Won't God take your enemies and make them your footstool? So we have to show mercy and we have to show compassion even on those y'all that don't like us. And some people say, how can you tell me to love somebody that have hurt me so much? Because it's not you that's going to do the loving. It's the God that's in you that's going to love that person outside of you. And if you will let him love that person through you, then you will be able to get through it because... All of us have fallen short to the glory of God. But when you allow mercy and compassion to kick in for individuals, you'll be like, wow, God, I know that's you and it's not me and it's not even hurting me no more to love my enemy. That's when you know that you live in that righteous life. That's when you know you've been hungry and thirsting after righteousness and God has filled you up with all of his goodness, with all of his mercy and all of his love and kindness. And that's where God want us to be. Now, let's look at Luke, the 10th chapter. Luke, the 10th chapter. And this is one that, that stuck out to Luke 10, 30 through 37. And this is what was going on here. It said, And Jesus answered, saying, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his remnant and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead and by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side, and then it said a Levi came, and he um, passed by on the other side, but there was a Samaritan, he came, and he took the man, and he had compassion on him, and he went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and and The rest of it says how he took him to an inn. He paid for it. He told the man if there's anything extra that's old, he'd be willing to pay for that as well. Now, first of all, the moral of this is there was a priest, there was a Levite. These priests and Levite, they were under the covenant with God, so let's say these were the Christian folks. They passed by this man. they saw that this man needed help. but see, this man was a Samaritan, and this man probably wasn't where they were. They, let's say this man was a sinner. They left that man um, the Samaritan was a sinner, but they left the man lying there, but it took a sinner to help him. What am I saying? We as Christians, we can't look at what a person is or what a person is not. We have to show that compassion. We have to show that love outside of who that individual is. And many people that we have come across, even in this ministry to help, you know, sometimes people say, why are you helping them? Why wouldn't we help them? Well, they're not a part of us. But that don't make no difference. We still have to show the love of God. We still have to have pity on those in that compassion. That's what mercy does. We tell them about Jesus. We let them know what Jesus done. We let them know that they don't have to be in the state that they're in. And as we give them all of those things, I believe that the love of God and the mercy of God begin to come out of us and people begin... Begin to see that true love of God that we have within us. Amen. So we don't want to pass by people, and I have seen many times that, you know, sometimes we do have to use wisdom because everybody that's asking for a handout or everybody that's doing certain things, they're not doing it the right way. But when the Spirit of the Lord leads you to those people and you begin to speak to them the good news concerning Jesus and what he has done, that's going to lead them the right way, is it not? Let's look at another one, Matthew 25. 35 through 40 Matthew 25 35 through 40 and this is what Jesus was saying for I was hungry and you gave me meat I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you took me in naked and ye clothed me I was sick ye visited me I was in prison you came unto me then shall the righteous answer him saying Lord when saw we thee hungry and fed thee thirsty and gave thee drink or a stranger and took thee in naked or clothed thee? Or when saw we sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So what Jesus is saying, when we see people going through these things, certain situations or other situations and we help them we're only doing what jesus would have done that means showing mercy showing compassion and showing pity We should not just leave a person there. When they're telling you what they're going through, we shouldn't just walk off and say, well, I know I can't help you. I don't have anything. But Jesus always have what's needed for that situation. And if we would just open up our heart and be ready to give from what we already have, which come from our spirit and not coming from us, he would show us what to do with that person. He would give us the compassion and pity on that person. This last one, y'all, and Luke 6, this is going to be the last scripture. This scripture really touched me when I read it because I believe some of us in this room have been through this uh, This scripture here. Luke 6, 31 through 36. Luke 6, 31 through 36. And as ye would that man should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. I'm going to read it again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise so this is saying that you should do to others just as you want others to do unto you right so this is even in the church I wouldn't want to do anything to somebody else that I wouldn't want done to me and so when you're looking at other people you need to look at yourself and say would I do this to myself Would I treat myself this way? So he's saying we got to do unto others as we would have others to do unto us because what you do to somebody else, it's going to come back to you, right? The Bible said we reap what we sow. And if you are reaping love, what are you going to get in return? If you sow in love, you're going to reap love, right? So if you sow in hate, what are you going to do? You're going to reap hate. You reap what you sow. So in verse 32, it says, for if you love them which love you, What think have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And as I was meditating on that, think about what we do, y'all. If you love me, I love you. If you don't love me, I don't love you. Now, as long as you loving me, I'm loving you. We own it. But if you can't love me, I'm not loving you. You see how that is? That's not how it works in the kingdom of God. So it's like you got to do something for me to do something. Or if I do something, that's what you're going to do. Don't y'all see this amongst people? It's even in marriages where if you can't love me, I'm not going to love you. So a woman began to become bitter towards that husband because we'll say you ain't loving me right. You ain't doing me right, so I'm going to do you just how you do doing me. But that's not how it works in the kingdom. They say even sinners do that. So we should not be doing like the sinners do. We should be different. Then it says, and if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. That's one right there that's in the church. I think, no, I know. We look for people to do what we do. Do we not? That ain't how it work because everybody just because they're saved don't mean they're going to do what you do because if they're not in that word or if their heart is not right in that area, let's say I gave Miss Deborah, uh, $500 and I gave it to Miss Deborah. So let's say Miss Deborah came into a million dollars and she looked over, gave everybody something except me. So I go to sister Loretta and I say, can you believe that sister? She's supposed to be a sister now. The girl got a million dollars. I ain't saying where she got it from. I believe she scratched the numbers, but it don't make no difference where she got it from. I just want to let you know, Sister Loretta, the child got a million dollars. And let me tell you something, Sister Loretta. I gave her $500. And matter of fact, that might have been the money she used to get the million, but I I ain't going to say nothing about that. But anyway, I gave her that $500 that girl got a million. Do you know she looked over everybody, looked over me, and gave everybody something except me? What's up with that, Sister Loretta? I just don't understand that. That's wrong. Because if I gave her that money, I shouldn't look for nothing in return. We got too many Christians in the house of God saying, I done this, so that's what they should do to me. That's wrong. If they never do nothing for you, if your heart was right in doing it, you shouldn't look for no return. Y'all, we need to pray right now, don't we? For real, let's talk about it. Because when the Lord showed me this, I believe everybody in this room from the pulpit down. Sometimes we think, wow, I can't believe that. They should have could or would or something did nothing. I can't believe that. But God, this is how God ministered to me. And that's why I say, if you don't supposed to be up here, don't get up here. Because in a pastoral position you help everybody it don't matter if they do nothing for you do it hurt if they don't yes but you don't have no expectation waiting on them to do because you done and if you waiting on them to do because you done you might as well wait to jesus come because everybody ain't going to do what you done because your heart can be different from their heart and their heart ain't got where your heart is yet but sometimes we say well aren't we from the same mama we from this. It don't mean nothing. Kids are selfish. Have y'all noticed that? You could have two kids born of the same mom and daddy. One of them is a giver and one of them is stingy. Have y'all noticed that? What's up with that? In the same house. Can I have a piece of your candy? No, get your own candy. Well, you my brother, not tonight. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Every child is different. You have some that's so loving and then you have some that you thinking, where did you come from? So what I'm saying is in the body of Christ, you cannot expect everybody to do what you do because their heart ain't where your heart is, even though they're saved. So that's why he's saying that if you do good to them, which do good to you, let me read it again. And if you do good to them, which do good to you, what think have we for sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye for sinners also lend to sinners to receive much again. Isn't that something, y'all? So if we're looking, well, I, I gave you $40, and now why can't you give me something? Every, look at your neighbor and say, everybody is not the same. Even though they're born again, don't mean they're going to give you nothing. Oh, my goodness, ain't that something? This is why when we go into the the word of God, have all your answers. The word of God will show you, you can't expect somebody to do you like you do them. Won't happen, Captain, because everybody ain't the same. They ain't got it together yet. So this is why And in this verse, it says in verse 35, it says, but love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your father also is merciful. Y'all, that's a lot, isn't it? That's what it means to be merciful. When you are merciful and you have pity and you have compassion, you're doing it and you're not expecting somebody to do what you've done. I don't care how rich they get. Don't even look for it because you didn't do it to get nothing in return. you done it from the heart. Now, there's, um, it says that when we're merciful, we receive um, mercy. Look at this, y'all. It's some people that, you know, I'll put it this way, when they'll give, they'll give it. But if you're giving it and then you mumbling and complaining about it, you ain't receiving nothing from it. You know, they just give it just like that. It's just like it's nothing. They lay it down, but then they go back and complain about it. You should have kept it because that ain't showing mercy. You know how you say, let's help them. We can really help them. Then when you get home and say, I don't know what we helped them for. Every time you turn around, they want help every time. But I I, I went on and gave it, though. You ain't get nothing from that. Anything that you talk about that you done, you ain't truly showed mercy. (laughs) You ain't showed compassion because a person that truly show mercy and compassion, ain't going to talk about all the time what they've done, when they've done it, or how they've done it. They're not going to do that. And, and this is how my heart is. Don't let nobody turn your heart bitter because this is how a bitter heart come in. When the Holy Spirit is telling you to bless your enemy and you know they just as stingy as they can be, they're so stingy they squeak, But the Lord is telling you to feed them. And and then you like, then somebody else is saying, don't give them nothing. Then all of a sudden you turn bitter instead of turning better. But you still have a pull towards those people, even though they're stingy, don't want to do nothing, don't want to act right. But eventually they're going to come to a hole in the road that they're going to remember back what you done or what somebody else done and they didn't do. But you still got to show mercy. You got to show compassion. And sometimes people say, well, when do you stop showing the mercy and the compassion? When the Holy Spirit leads you. Don't let nobody else take you out of that. Because a person that don't have the same heart you have will say, don't give them another quarter. Let them starve. But if your heart is still towards that person, you do it. Because that's the Holy Spirit leading you. But don't let people use you either. That's why you have to pray. That's why you have to seek the Lord while he can be found. But a person with mercy, a merciful person is full of pity. They're full of compassion. They're not doing it for show. They're doing it because this is where their heart is. They're not looking for nothing in return. So I'm going to leave this to everybody in the room. If you're waiting to get something from somebody that you gave something to, forget it until they get into that word, spend time with God and allow God to change their heart. Because if you don't let it go, you're going to become bitter instead of becoming better. And that person is still going to go on and do what they have always done. But we supposed to bless those who curse us, love those who hate us. Amen. So we thank God for what we have learned so far. Is there any um, announcements?
0: Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.